Guys, the final score two is back again with another big interview. Guys, I stumbled across these guys on Facebook. You know, everybody that knows me, we're a, I'm a big movie buff. I'm a big music buff. Uh, back in the 80s was the best time for both. Uh, and one of the best movies of all time, in my opinion, is Back to the Future. These guys are called the Flux Capacitors. I got to talk with two of these guys. And they are the official Back to the Future 30th Anniversary Trilogy Band. And listen to some of the stuff they've done in this interview. These guys were pretty awesome. I hope that, you know, they're already big, but I hope they can get bigger than they are now. Uh, listen to them talk about some of the events they've done, uh, meeting some of the cast of Back to the Future, what they've got planned for the future, uh, for the future, not the past. Guys, I hope you enjoy this interview. This is the Flux Capacitors. All right. All right, guys, back in 1985, I was 12 years old, and one of the best movies of all time came out. I mean, this movie was, I mean, like, if you watch the documentary on the 30th anniversary, it was a perfect movie. There was not a boring part of it. I'm talking about Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lord, Leah Thompson, uh, Crispin Glover. There was a bunch of them in there. I mean, just a great movie. It went on to be a trilogy. Well, what better, you know, I'm a big fan of movies, I'm a big fan of music, but what better kind of guest to have tonight than a band that is based on Back to the Future. These guys, these guys come out, there's, there's, I think it's four, five guys in this band, five, and they're all dressed up like, yeah, there's, they're all dressed up like different characters from the movie, and they, they are the official band of the 30th anniversary Back to the Future trilogy, one of the most well-known 80s flashback band. Guys, if you were, the best decade ever was the 80s, and these guys put on a great show. I watched some of their, some of their videos, uh, of, their, of their performances. The people that they perform with, which we'll, we'll talk about that on the show. Uh, I'm talking about the Flux Capacitors, and I'm, I'm really, when I come across these guys, I was like, what the heck? The Flux? How have I never heard of these guys before? With me on the phone tonight, is members Brian Lazarado and Ryan Silverberg. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate being on. Yeah, I, I, I just like we were talking about before. I don't know how I've missed out from you. How, how long have you guys been a band? Uh, oh, geez. <laughs> what is it like? Is it like six and a half? Is that where we're at? Six and a half years. Yeah, yeah. So six and a yeah, half. Yeah, we're coming up on seven years. Like in, okay. Uh, I think. Yeah, well, how did how did, uh, I don't know, maybe, how did y'all get together? <laughs> you know, we, yeah, it's always hard doing interviews when we got multiple people on the phone. Yeah, so I, I think we'll just sort of switch. Yeah, we'll just switch off. You know, we'll okay. just trade. We'll just tag team. Cool. We'll tag team this thing. <laughs> all right. uh, we all we all have this urge at the same moment to um, to play '80s music. Yeah, it was just like this thing that we were just coincidentally all interested in. And uh, there was an ad placed on Craigslist by uh, two of our, of our original members who hadn't been in the band actually since 2015. Yeah, 2015 they split. And we, um, we, uh, we all got together, um, answered that ad, and we all started jamming. And then... Uh, it was a band immediately, though we were still looking for our singer for quite some time. Right, dude? 
Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, it took it about once we were, once we already had the core uh, musicians in the band um, together, which was uh, at the time um, there were only three three original members left, and that is Brian and me and Ryan, and then uh, Tyler, our singer. And originally, we had two other guys, um, but they they split, and uh, uh, we found Tyler, our singer, in about three months after we sort of became a band. And that's how it started, man. We just all got together at the same moment. Okay. Uh, how? What made you? What made you decide on going the the Back to the Future thing? What I mean, I I know you guys had to be fans of the movie. Well, I think I think I think we were just looking to be creative and have fun with the '80s idea, right? And uh, you know we uh, you know we all we all had expressed a. a uh, a similar interest in uh, in 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 the movies we grew up with, and uh, and Back to the Future just by far had had a, had a more had the most powerful effect on all of us, and uh, and after, after we we talked about it, and uh, and it, it just wasn't even a hard decision. It was uh, it was it was funny. Uh, I, I I don't remember who brought it up, but but the idea was thrown out there and almost immediately everybody was like, yeah, back to the future. I mean, I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't even hard. Yeah. Kind of, kind of what, kind of what happened, just to expand on that a little bit, kind of what happened was we all started, you know, we were on this conference call (laughs) similar to this and we, we just started tossing around ideas like, yeah, okay, so whatever we can play music. We want, we're going to play this music. We love to play and we love to hear and you know we know we're going to be entertaining. That was that was already that was we felt like that would be a given. But we're like, let's see if we can take it the extra mile. And right. we started tossing around ideas for just like like you said, like Ryan said, like for the, the movies that we grew up with and stuff. And we were like this close, like inches away from being a Ghostbusters band, or <laughs> oh, inches yeah, away yeah, from yeah. being the, the cast. Of, yeah, like every character in the Breakfast Club. But those oh, things yeah. kind of went away really quick. So then, you know, we just uh, we just came up. <laughs> we're just like, let's do Back to the Future. We started thinking of all the all the male characters in it because we're all dudes. And then we we just like like we sort of ran out of male characters. So our original drummer uh, decided that he was going to play with Rain. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. His original costume, yeah, his original costume was come out wearing uh, wearing what Lorraine wore in the fifties. Yeah, and that was you know that was super fun. So that's how that came about, man. Yeah, and it seems uh, everything went good from the start. You guys, I'm sure, started getting a lot of a lot of gigs from the start just because of the Back to the Future tie-in. <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah, yeah, it, it was it was it was an unexpected, uh, a very unexpected result that happened. Go ahead and yeah, go ahead, Laura. It was, it was yeah, uh, man. I mean, it, it's like we did this seat of our pants, just like shot in the dark, let's see if we can do let's see if we can get away with this that was the, <laughs> like the number one thing like let's see if we can get away with this before you know, before the universal uh, squad, you know descends on us and this and that so, <clears throat> so we, but we just decided we were going to do it and we are going to give it a shot and we did and then like maybe by our second or third show uh, we started attracting attention from this community, this Back to the Future community that exists, right. that we honestly didn't know 
existed. Like we were not, we just not, we just weren't part of it. We were big fans of the series and all that, but but not, but definitely not part of this, this community um, that exists around the world. And so it didn't take very long, and we started having people who came to our shows who who own, you know, converted DeLoreans <laughs> that look like you know the time machine and. And then, uh, pretty rapidly, one of, the, one of the things that surprised me was when people, it, when one of our first shows, people were coming dressed up like Marty McFly. Uh, and I yeah. was like, really? <laughs> really? People are coming dressed like, what? <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly, man. And, like, the attention it was getting was just, it was like, it really did take us by surprise. And by our third show, I think it was our, it had to have been our third Second or third show, that's when Goldie. That's when Don Fully Love came to our show. He plays Mayor Goldie. Goldie. Right, right. He came there and he starts uh, taking video of himself while we're playing Huey Lewis music, and he's showing all his fans and giving them thumbs up. And it kind of just spiraled out of control from that point on. So, so you guys yeah. kind of knew at that point. To, yeah, this this is going to really take off, and this this could be a big thing. No. I can't say I I can't say that we we knew that so quickly, and, and in fact, there were other other times when we weren't certain that it was going to survive. Like we ended up getting gigs at uh, places at at Universal Studios, and you know, which I personally felt like we were just sort of moseying on into the lines then, and you know, they might <laughs> shut us down because I, I didn't fully understand at the time like the uh, of, um, of universal intellectual property, and if we were doing anything that was particularly wrong, right. found out over time that we didn't do anything wrong. In fact, they were very happy to have us. But at the time, you know, everything was just kind of kind of day to day. I think for this band. Well, when yeah, I mean everything everything that happened, every every new development was always this major surprise. Like what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything. It was just always like it was. It was so exciting at the beginning, and and things were happening so fast, and and uh, it was always a shock. Like people like us. People like this. People like right? you know. It was all. It was always that kind of a thing, and and it's still kind of like that. I, I'm always yeah. still kind of like, really, people like us. <laughs> it's, it's just. It's it's just always a. It's always hard to accept. You know. It's it's funny. Yep. So when, yeah. when did y'all kind of realize that this is going to be a big thing, or is it still kind of like you said, kind of like you, you still in shock that people people actually come out and and, and I mean, looking at the videos, you guys have some great crowds out there. I mean, I was I've just glanced yeah. at a few of them on on your website, which will uh, was actually fluxcapacitors.com dot com. The fluxcapacitors dot com. Yeah, the fluxcapacitors dot com. If you people out there want to check them out, uh, they're at, they're based out on the West Coast. So I don't know how many trips they'll make to the East Coast where we're at, but uh, yeah, you know, you check them out, guys. These, these guys are great. But when did you? Did, I mean, is it still kind of like that? You you don't you don't really realize how big you got. Yeah, it's it's really easy to forget. You know, when you're when you're sitting at home and, and you haven't played a show in a week or two, it's really easy to 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 get into this mindset that that I, I don't even know how to explain it. That 
that you are actually involved in something much bigger than you. It's it's really it's really hard to see because you just don't see it. You know, you don't you don't really see it in front of you all the time. So, and you know what? If we if we did see it, if we did see it all the time, I think some of the some of the excitement would you know would, would wear off. Would just fade a little bit. Some of the yeah. sparkle would fade. And every day, I mean, I can't say every day, but let's say at least two or three times a week, we get some insane booking request or some affiliation comes through. That it, it, it's for us in this band. It's been for years one massive accolade or trophy or. Uh, big name event or something right. after another, and it always it always blows us away. And they just keep on getting uh, bigger and bigger. And I think that when you know there was a point when we knew that uh, that this was turning into something, and I think that really started for us in 2015 when the actual 30th anniversary of Back to the Future right. uh, rolled around. And we didn't plan any of this; like we didn't even. We didn't even know it was coming up. I mean, I saw it in the theaters when I was 10, and, you know, Brian and I are the same age, I and mean, it seems like you were two, two years older. Yeah, than I'm that. a couple years older. And, um, yeah. And, uh, but I didn't, I wasn't, like, keeping, you know, tabs on the, the Back yeah. to the Future anniversary, and just happened to be 2015 was the date. So, or was the year, anyway. So, things really started snowballing at that point, and I'm pretty sure that we knew that something Big was happening when we were cast in the in the documentary. That I think was the was the tipping point for this band. Well, what yeah. what was the what was the first first big gig big big show that you guys did? I mean, was there one in particular that you said you know we've made it now? Because <clears throat> uh, most bands yeah, have that not. most bands have that show that you know they say okay yeah that this is the big one right here this is the start of something. Yeah, we're we're kind of a classic example of like like out of the frying the fire kind of a thing because we were playing in twenty thirteen and early twenty fourteen. We were just playing your local, you know, the local dives in the area. Yeah, yeah. making no money and had no one there in the room. And then we met some uh, some people who how are now actual business partners uh, with us, and we you know, we work with them often. Um, we met some people who are kind of in the uh, the Comic Con sort of like management right. uh, area, and they they started playing a party in someone's backyard with a mutual friend, and they're like, "Okay, we got to get these guys up on stage." So for us, we literally went from playing to you know the local uh, Friday night crowd at a bar. To playing for twenty five hundred or three thousand people or five thousand people on a big, you know, stage, <laughs> um, that that actually did happen, and I think that was that would be our, our first big show, like the Comic Con at the at the here. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we basically went from the bar to Club Nokia next to the Staples Center. Wow, <laughs> and that was like literally, literally overnight. Wow, yeah. so. How did what was that place called the Oyster House? <laughs> the Oyster House. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we played the Oyster House, man. We played the Oyster House. They stuck us in the corner, 
Like, you can imagine what it's like for a band to play at a place called the Oyster House. Yeah, that, that's... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We yeah. blew the power. We had no space. <laughs> but, you know, we were trying, and we were having a good time. Everywhere we've ever played, you know, the response is always good. Um, people are always enjoying it, but we, we needed, like, a bigger bigger platform. That's yeah. kind of what we got, for sure. Well, you know, in this day and time... There's there's the kind of music you guys play, the '80s music. There's a lot of a lot of the kids because you know I'm around. My daughter's 15. Uh, she is mm-hmm. she's into retro. She likes some of the '80s music. And, I mean, I can't really get into the the music nowadays. But the '80s music was different than everything. I think yeah. it's like the best. Like I said, it's the best decade for music uh, ever. I mean, not just because I was growing up during that time. I was growing up yeah. during the '90s too. But the '80s just just had. A different kind of music and and that 80s music gets people excited right. and and you know like watching you guys play uh play a journey did one of the journey so i think it was uh separate ways seeing the crowd out there and then mm-hmm. uh you know seeing you play don't you forget about me and the crowd jumping around you guys really know how to get them and, and that kind of music does that to a crowd too uh but right, right. gotta ask you hey, music is so yeah, go it's ahead. such its own character, you know. Yeah, you know, 80s music is such its own character. In, in my mind, 80s music is so radically different from 70s music. Oh, it, it, is. it definitely it. is. And it's like candy. It's like the candy of music, you know. And, and I think it was... A, I, yeah, right? And I think, it, I think it was... I think it was the best time for recorded music, you know. I think that's when everything, all, all recording, studio stuff, for music came together and just exploded in the in the best way possible. And ever since the end of the eighties it's gone downhill. Uh, and yeah. everything before the eighties was building up to it. You know, it was like the crest of all modern recorded music. You know, I in my mind that's the way I see it, you know. Well you know so, to me to me the excitement's not there anymore with, with music today. I mean and and you know but, and I'm an old school guy. Back in the day when I could go to the record store, buy a record or buy a tape, and, you know, I know these kids, if they're kids listening, they don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But, you know, you didn't have it. And I love the technology of today because everything's right at your fingertips. But I just can't get excited about going on, you know, iTunes and, and, and pulling up the latest song. I like, I like to have something in my hands. You know, I miss the days of... CDs, tapes with liner music notes. Yeah, the whole music store experience yeah. and the radio, where you mm-hmm. had to listen to the radio to find your favorite song. Back when MTV actually played music videos, and I got asked this too <laughs> while we're on that subject. Nice. The VMAs are tonight. Tell me your, your opinion on this. MTV still having video music awards, and they don't show videos. How yeah. is that working? You know, I, I don't I, really know. <laughs> I have yet to figure I that know, out. I, I guess, I guess everybody has videos. There's just not a network that broadcasts them anymore, right? Exactly. I mean, I don't know if they're, if, yeah, they're just not showing them on TV anymore, I guess. I mean, I don't know even when the last time was I even turned on yeah. TV, but I haven't still a lot of time. You just have to go to YouTube to watch them. Exactly. I mean, it, YouTube yeah, I should have their own not, video musical wars, not MTV. Jeez. Yeah. Right. But I don't know who's voting. I mean, I don't know who's voting on these things. I did see that uh, there was on Twitter today, one of the Jonas Brothers had where you could vote for one of their videos on on MTV's Instagram. You could vote there. Mm. But, you know, I was like, 
And I, re- I did respond back to him, and I said, you know, it's funny, I haven't seen your video, but, you know, I guess MTV doesn't show your video, so how's that working? So I, I didn't get a response back. But anyway, back to you guys. Back, <laughs> back to you guys. How did it come about you being the named the official Back to the Future band? I mean, what, what kind of process was that? You know, that's been a uh, flip-flopping kind of a thing, but in a, in a good way, and I'll, I'll, I'll um, talk about that a little bit. We, uh, for many years, we were considered the official band of the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. Right. Um, and that came about from, uh, from a, uh, an event that's tied in with Universal, with NBC Universal, called, uh, oh, and with the cast and the crew of the, uh, of the trilogy, um, and the extended fan community. It's called We're Going Back. Right. That event happened in 2010. For the fifth anniversary of Back to the Future, it happened in 2015, and uh, the next iteration of it is rolling around this October. hasn't been five years; it's been four, but um, it's going to be the uh, the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future Part Two. So they're sort of spacing out these anniversary events, um, you know, through their their release years, right, for instance. I can't talk any more about that. I, I got really, you. I really got more you. Info yeah. on what's yeah. Coming up. So, um, after we played all five days of that event back in 2015, which was, by the way, one of the most harrowing, frantic, you know, oh, man, I'm sure. I I'm think sure. any of us have ever had. Because that, what did we do to ourselves? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, you know, I still question that, and then I question why we're doing it again this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, okay, I don't, I don't, I'm being facetious, but that was uh, well. But it, it, well, when it, we did it, when we, yeah, when we did it the first time, we really put some serious pressure on ourselves, and we we tried to play like like 50 songs or something ridiculous. Wow, and, you know, we added we added a bunch of. 50s music, and we added a bunch of, like, to, in our minds, 1880, what would be 1880s music, you know, <laughs> and uh, yep. and we really just burdened ourselves thinking we were just going to walk out there and just, you know, and in reality, <laughs> we we were so busy before that, that we didn't have ample time to really prepare for that, you know, yeah, right. and, and we, we just wanted it to be the biggest thing in the universe, and, and basically we learned that, you know, uh, you know, we need to take it a little easier on ourselves. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so what happened is that was a five-day event, and we actually couldn't, uh, we played, sorry, we played three of the five days because we were actually rehearsing on other days, looking out on the activities. Um, people come from all over the world uh, to celebrate Back to the Future and its various sequels and, you know, original right. story. And um, during that event... Uh, we converted, and when I mean we, I mean like Brian and I went scouting for locations for this event um, with you know, with the organizers, and we're basically co-producers at this point of, of these events. So we uh, it culminated. Well, actually, it culminated in an enormous uh, ten thousand person um, event at the uh, Puente Hills Mall, which is in Puente Hills, California, and. Uh, was that Puente Hills or La Puente? It's Rolling Heights. It's Rolling Heights. It's Puente Hills Mall versus Rolling Heights. Yeah. Okay, so Puente Hills Mall, for all of you guys who don't know, is 
where the uh, twin. Oh no! It might actually. It might twins. actually. It might actually. I'm sorry. It might. It might actually be city of industry. I think actually. No, I thought it was Clinton Hills. Anyway, that is uh, that is the location of the Clinton Hills Mall. If you're ever out in California, you should stop by and see it. So it's the same. Right. Um, that event ended in, in like ten thousand people there. Uh, right. We had DeLorean chases being chased by VW uh, buses with moving actors in them, and we performed, <laughs> and there was screens of the film and all kinds of cast members, everyone you know being there. But I think that the highlight of that event back in 2015 for us was that we actually recreated the Enchantment Under the Sea Dance. Oh, yeah. Now, I was asking about that. Well, that in itself is, you know, fairly common. Like, you can find recreations of the Enchantment Dance all over the place. But for this particular one, yeah, we we were joined on stage by Harry Waters Jr., who plays uh, Martin Berry, and he sang Earth Angel uh, with us, along with Jeffrey Weissman, who was, uh, took over for Crispy Glover when, when he split uh, George McFly in parts two and three. He joined us on stage, Louis Thompson joined us on stage. Um, everything down to the guy who played the saxophone for, for wow. the punk, uh, Night Train. Yeah, and, and so we actually were, oh, and that did take place in the same location where it was filmed. Oh, man, that is awesome. So, man. yeah, so on that same stage where Marty did his Johnny B. Good thing uh, and Earth Angel and, you know, Lorraine and George just for the first time, that we did perform the dance in there uh, with the original actors, and that, to me, I think was the highlight of that event. And we're doing it again yeah, in October. So you're doing it again in October. In October, yeah. If anyone's interested, go check out we're going back to the future.com. Okay, we'll check that. We're going back to the future. So after we played that event, that's when we, we it was at that, in fact, the debut of, uh, of this documentary we're talking about uh, happened on, I think, day two of that event in 2015. That was, it came out on Netflix. Oh, well, I guess we'll, we'll get to that. But so once that came out, once we had done this event for Back to the Future, we became known as the band of the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. <laughs> now, I was sort of wavering and going to the official band, the official 80s flashback band of Back to the Future, and you can see that title on the uh, We're Going Back to the Future website uh, where you see us listed in there. Um, so it's just kind of this universally accepted title between us and the studio and the cast and the extended fan community and everybody. It's one big happy family. It's really yep. cool. Yeah. So you're talking about that documentary. How how did that come about? I mean, did somebody somebody from uh, the film company get in touch with you guys? And I mean, I can't imagine. You know, you're going to be on a, uh, a documentary about one of your favorite movies, and it's it's unbelievable. I mean, watching that, you you guys were pretty awesome on it, though. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. Well. You want me to take this one? Um, no, actually, you go ahead and take this one. This is, yeah, this is, yeah, you, you, you'll explain it much better than I will. All right, well, here's what happened. Um, in the end of 2014, actually, this this project, the, the documentary he's talking about is called It's Back in Time, and it's one of those hidden gems. Actually, I mean, for many years, it was, it was on Netflix, you know, included in the, the streaming plan. 
Um, but on October 15th of 2018, it went to Amazon Video, so you can watch it there and look up back in time. Um, but the way that happened, that, that project had been in uh, development for two years before we got involved. And they had, uh, it started off as, uh, it started off as a Kickstarter. And then just, just kind of like our story, it became much bigger um, than they could have imagined um, quickly. So, yeah. so it, it started, you know, they originally had the idea that, that Back in Time was going to follow a DeLorean time machine around the country and see kind of what it gets into and what people's responses were going to be. That's where it started. But then they started getting interest from uh, Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis and Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox and so on and so on. So it, it, the ideas, you know, were flying all over the place for the uh, for the development team of that movie. Um, now that everyone seemed to want to get involved, and over the years, Huey Lewis got involved and James Tolkien got involved and Leah Thompson and every cast member, except, unfortunately, for Kristen Glover and Edith Bergen and Elizabeth Shue and Thomas Wilson. They were the only ones that didn't um, make it into the series. And at the time, Tom Wilson, you know, he plays Biff, had kind of stayed away from the, from the trilogy. Basically, right after the movie was released, he sort of got back involved. So now he's back in the, the, the signing circuit and all that stuff. Right. So that was a bummer. But everyone else was involved. And then they decided that they wanted to move it into the uh, the fan realm, like see what was going on inside the fan community. And we got the uh, we got the call that they were coming out to Los Angeles to finish um, interviews with uh, Frank Price, who, if I remember correctly, he was the president of uh, Columbia Pictures. And Universal back in the eighties, right? And they were coming out to uh, see somebody else. I think they, yeah, they'd already filmed um, Chris's part. I think we were one of the last interviews, and I mean, it, it, actually, the last interview was Steven Spielberg. Um, that came about. That was a, that was going to that was a surprise. So this thing is just filled with like every amazing name that yeah, it is. you can imagine, and. Yeah, and we were just we were just so honored to be to be a part of that. But here's a little tip to this um, we are the only interview in the entire movie uh, that was filmed in front of an actual Back to the Future location. So that's a little okay. Little fun okay. Tip. Yeah. Well, being on that document for that kind of shit. But what what cast members have have you have you guys met? I mean, I know you. Uh, have you met Michael J. Fox? No, not yet. You know, we, we and everyone uh, knows about us, and it's really just a matter of time before worlds collide and we end up, you know, bumping right. into Michael or bumping into Chris. In fact, we'll be bumping into Chris this October. Um, we've met many of the uh, of the supporting actors, right. you know, but we have met Leah. Um, Don Foylev, Mayor Golden Wilson, is, a good, is actually a good friend of ours. A good friend of ours over the years. We met Claudia Wells plenty of times. Bob Gale, executive uh, producer, along with uh, Robert Zemeckis. Um, Al White, uh, Al White, Al White was at the 
at the with Don at the what was that 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 venue that we did? Yeah, the that documentary. Was, yeah, okay. Yeah, Al White played the uh, the dad who was defending his family in part two when Marty. Right, Jackson, right. I remember that. Yeah. Him. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was also yeah. in Airplane. He was one of the jive-talking dudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of Airplane right there is the jive dude. Oh, it's the back, yeah. The jive, the jive talking, yeah. <laughs> we also met Mark McClure, who played Dave McFly, and, uh, man, if I thought about it, oh, uh, good friends with Ricky D. Morgan, who uh, plays Data, one of Griff's um, hoverboard uh, gang members, right. as well as... Mm-hmm. Um, Darlene Vogel and uh, Griffin Scott Lee, uh, sorry, Griff's entire hoverboard team, you know, we, we're, we're, we're friends with them, um, as well as plenty of the, uh, the, the behind-the-scenes crew, uh, Dean Cundy, like I said, Bob Gale, Mike, uh, uh, Mike uh, and the whole, the whole extended uh, fan community has gotten involved to an extent in of sort of a stewardship of the franchise. Right. We know all of them. Um, the guy who runs Back to the Future dot com. Uh, our buddy Joe Walzer is the uh, his team was the one who uh, restored the original A car DeLorean time machine that had been rotting on the Universal Hollywood uh, tram tour for thirty years. It was just kind of sitting out there and falling apart. And then him and his team with Universal's blessing came in and restored it. And now that car is on display at the Peterson Automotive Museum um, in Los Angeles. Uh, great friends with him. Um, and yeah, it's just a matter of time, I think, before we, before we make an official bumping into everyone else. Yeah. So, I- yeah. Well, if you met if you met Leah Thompson, that was like my first big crush right there when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, she was hot. She still uh, is. And you know, she's even she's even so beautiful in person. When you see her in person, it's yeah. like wow. Yeah, it really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, not only do you guys were Back to the Future, but you guys have played uh, some different different uh, stuff like the. 35th anniversary of the Ghostbusters. Uh, got to ask you about this one. Stan Lee's 95th birthday party. Uh, now, and he actually got up on the stage. That, that, was, that had to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah uh, man. Um, yeah. Something that, that's high on our list of uh, one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Like, we, we had been loosely involved with, uh, with Stan and his company, Powell entertainment for for several years because we were and still are to some degree the house band of uh the the comic-con out in los angeles that he was uh, yeah that he had his name attached to um and so he didn't know about us we had played events where he was you know at um, times uh throughout the years but and I think it was 2017, uh, we were asked to perform at his 95th uh, birthday party. Of course, unfortunately, it ended up being his last right. uh, birthday. So we have just a tremendous, uh, that was just a, 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 that was a big a big thing for us. And so that took place up in the, uh, at the Stark Mansion, actually the house that Tony Stark's mansion was modeled after, um, up in the uh, Hollywood Hills. 
and we had about 2,000 people there, and Stan got out on our stage, the stage that the band owned, and talked, and hung out, and uh, that was a momentous occasion. Sometimes I actually forget about forget about that one, but then I get reminded, and it's like, wow, yeah, that is something we did, and that's something that... Yeah, and, and Stan Lee came up, Stan Lee came up, and he just made a really great, amazing speech, and yeah. everybody there was just, was just, just captive, just, just watching every word he said, and it was really an amazing moment, it's something that, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, it's really, uh, unfortunate that it was his last one, we, we were looking forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah. And, um... Even the good party, so that was that was fun. Yeah, a lot right, of fun. That's right. That's for sure. And Ghostbusters thirty yeah, fifth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, you guys played that too. That you know, you guys are starting to get in, in like especially in the, I guess the sci fi whatever you would call it world or the comic cons. You, you guys are starting to really make a name for yeah. yourself there. Uh, I gotta ask you about this one. Or my daughter will 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 kill me if I don't. The Stranger Things, the Hawkins Fun Fair. How did that come about? <laughs> man, um, you know how does yeah, that come about? But, you know everything, everything that ever lands on our lap, we can trace it back to its, you know, its genesis point. It's like, how did that happen? Like, I, I don't know, but but I, I give you the the, the down. It's usually a result. It's usually a result of somebody seeing us live, right, and telling somebody about it. You know, that's that's yeah. usually where it comes from. I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's that is it's it's always going to be a word of mouth situation. Um, we never know who's watching or who's heard what <laughs> or who's seen what. We never know who's in the audience. And it, as far as that one goes, uh, that one was particularly interesting because Netflix already knew who we were because we had uh, we had back in time on, on on Netflix for years, and so they were already familiar with us. It just hadn't. Uh, we hadn't just crossed paths with, with Netflix on a, on a business level at, uh, yet. Um, so then we were hearing uh, that, you know, season three was coming out of Stranger Things, and multiple people were saying, yeah, we're going to get you guys to play for Netflix. You've got to play this stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, well, we have plenty of competition out here, and uh, who knows if this is really going to happen. But lo and behold, it did happen, and Netflix contacted us, um, about three months ago, and said we want you guys to play three dates for the release of of season three. Right. Um, the uh, the private industry party going to happen on Friday night, and then there's going to be two public dates that took place at the Santa Monica Pier, um, where they had basically converted a section of the pier into the Hopkins Mayor Klein fun fair from, from Stranger Things Season 3. All right. And um, we didn't end up playing the industry party, unfortunately. They just ended up getting a DJ. But we did do the uh, the next two days, and that was uh, insane. Just literally, like, basically, they had opened it up to the public, Oh, yeah. It was all over the news. They were advertising it. Everyone, every news outlet in the world was advertising this. So um, we had to fight 
you know, three-hour traffic to get there, and no parking even for the talent, even even for who's going to be there, and massive crowds on Fourth of July weekend at a major tourist attraction. Ah, <laughs> we always we always do survive these things, and we're always better for it. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was just. That was probably that was definitely, I think, the biggest event that that, that we've ever uh, been a part of, just in sheer volume of, of attendees. Yeah, because that that show yeah, really taken been. off. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, that's not actually the first time we had Ryan with uh, with, with the Stranger Things um, IP. Uh, we also played a um, a Comic Con themed cruise uh, a few years earlier. That had the kids uh, during season one. That had uh, some of the kids on board, as okay. well as uh, some of the cast from Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy, and some other people on board that that cruise. Um, but yeah, that's how we got involved and became Netflix's official band of the Hawkins Fun Fair. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, and then just look yeah. at, at some of the musicians you guys are performed with. Uh, uh, Run DMC. Tiffany and I watched. I watched the Run DMC. Uh, uh, it's tricky. When you had uh, uh, was Daryl McDaniel was on stage with you, and then how yeah. Tiffany was on stage with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, now what song? I haven't seen that. What song did y'all play with Tiffany? What, uh, uh, I think we're alone now. Okay. Okay. Her big, yeah. okay. Yeah, her big uh, cover hit. And, we played with Daryl um, twice, uh, actually. Uh, we played with him in 2016, I think. No, in 2015. And we just recently played with him again um, at uh, this year's uh, San Diego uh, Comic-Con at one of the parties that, we're, that we co-produce. Okay. Yeah, we got back out on stage with Daryl. Yeah. So, what's next? What, what, I know you're talking about the Back to the Future uh, in 2019. The, the, you're going to get together again with them. But mm-hmm. it, anything, anything really big going on that we should know about besides that? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I can't get too deep into it, but I can say that we are involved with Disney and Lucasfilms next year. Oh, really? Uh, probably sometime, <laughs> sometime next year. Yeah, I can't, uh, can't <laughs> talk much about that, but we, we will be part of that. And um, we have some talks with Sony Music. Uh, they want to help us out, get involved to some some degree. Um, oh man, our schedule's full <laughs> through the rest of the year, all the way into well into next year. Um, we've got about eight to ten uh, major comic cons uh, around the world that we will be visiting and performing at um, throughout 2020. Um, what else is happening this year? We have two more, three, maybe three, maybe four more conventions coming up in just in varying uh, either different fandoms or, uh, or or just interest, you know, interest. Like there's a uh, there's an eighties based convention coming up that I wouldn't. I mean, it is a fandom, but I would call it more of just an interest area. But then we have another uh, like other Comic Con style parties coming up. Uh, Halloween events. Oh, we got wow. something coming up sure. for Deadline Deadline Hollywood. Um, 
the names for for HBO Warner Brothers, uh, the names just keep coming our way, and uh, we look forward to it. Man. Yeah, you you guys have really um, taken off. I'm looking I'm looking on the website right now. Is there any way to buy any merchandise, like a shirt, shirts or anything like that, from you you guys? Well, didn't you just uh, I, I think it, I think yeah, I think it was added added the fresh out of shirt. Um, I don't know. We, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to work on. We need to. We really do need to work on a new load of merch. Like you know, the thing about us is we've always been so just busy. Right. Like, there are certain areas that we haven't been able to like really focus on. And then yeah, we need a whole team or something, huh? Yeah, like a whole team. We need like 15 people working for <laughs> At this point, <laughs> we definitely do. Like, we, we really do need to have, like, multiple people, you know, getting involved. And we have sponsors right. who have just supplied us with all kinds of doodads and things that we give away uh, for years. So, like, my garage, I probably have, and I'm not kidding, I probably have a million things in there. Of, wow. uh, of just promotional items that we that we give away at our shows um, that are supplied to us by our sponsors, but that's kind of just been the easier route for us. We're yeah, always learning yeah. music and doing yeah doing new negotiations and this and that. Kind of really do at this point. I think we need a uh, yeah someone well, to handle merchandise. For yeah, us. you ever come out with a shirt, uh, you guys? Let me know. know. I'll definitely I'll definitely buy a shirt from you. I'd definitely love to have a flux capacity. No, man. We, when, when, the, when the shirts come in, we'll send, we'll send one your way. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, guys, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. You guys have been great. Brian, uh, Brian and, and Ryan, I hope you guys, you know, I hope everything just keeps getting bigger because it sounds like you guys are pretty busy right now. You're talking about how you were booked to the rest of the year and, and well into next year. I hope things just get bigger and bigger for you. I appreciate you guys doing this interview with thank us. You, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, good luck, you guys. We'll definitely keep keep everybody up to date on what you guys are doing. I'm going to post, post a link to fluxcapacitors.com is their website if you want to check them out. They're also on Facebook. That's where I stumbled across them. And I'm glad I did, guys. This has been great. Well, no, nice. thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We had a great time. All right, appreciate it, guys. Guys, that is the flux capacitors on the final score. We'll see you next week on the final score. All right, see you guys. All right, you guys. Awesome. We'll see you in the future. You okay. guys still in? See you guys in the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See you guys. Hey, right. thank y'all. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank.